0: Taste buds, you may forget what happened three seasons ago on that show that everybody's talking about, but you will never forget a delicious BLT made with unforgettably creamy Heinz mayonnaise. Slather it onto a mouth-watering turkey club. Mix it into a luscious garlic aioli or layer it on a thick cheddar cheeseburger And because of the unforgettable creaminess, hours later, you're going to be telling everyone within earshot just how good it was. Try something new. Try unforgettably creamy Heinz mayonnaise and the new Heinz mashups. Mayo Chup, Mayo Q, Mayo Must, and Cratch. My taste buds, my culinary comrades, my hungry homies. We have done it. The month of April is behind us. You are here for a beautiful, special, all-food news edition of House of Carbs, the food podcast for the hungry people, by the hungry people, presented by the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your hungry host, Joe. House. As we do, my taste buds, a review of the month in food. Very special guest today. Very happy to have for the first time on House of Carbs, the Ringer's own Sean Yu, who went to the Los Angeles version of Major League Baseball Food Fest. And Juliet comes on to tell us about some stories that occurred in April. I don't want to spoil it, but There's more April showers than May flowers among these stories. That's just the way I'm going to put it. But let's get in that belly with our homie, Sean Yu. All right, my taste buds, a very special guest on House of Carbs this week to discuss the best thing he ate this week. Our own beloved Sean, Yu, producer on all things digital, all of the beautiful images that you see across your YouTube and Twitter screens. <laughs> Sean, Yu is the man behind it, including talk the Thrones, the incredible Game of Thrones recap with, with, I can literally say millions of viewers. I saw over 3 million viewers this that week. Sean Yu. That is correct. I just, I mean, just hitting and quitting. Now look, you are—I uh, <laughs> know you as a man of of many talents, as a man of of diverse tastes and 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 uh, pleasures. But not everybody might know you that way. So I'm I'm here uh, putting you forth. We want to have all of the hung, hungry homies out there uh, take note. You were the ringer uh, liaison with Major League Baseball last weekend. You were at the Major League Baseball. Food fests uh-huh. they are doing three of those this year, and you were you attended the first one in Los Angeles, California, last week. How was it uh, well, first off, thanks for
1: having me on house uh, and shout out to all the hungry homies out there. Um, it was uh quite overwhelming to say the least, so I guess to like get a little set up for it, we were hoping to do another video with uh, Roger Sherman, one of our very talented writers and social media presences on the ringer. Um, cause he did it last year in New York and he tried to use many, uh, food things as he could within an hour. And, uh, this year, thanks, uh, unfortunately because of Passover, he was not able to eat bread. And when I checked the menu, everything had bread in it. <laughs> so it was a tough beat for Roger, but fortunately for me in his place, I got to go and do some social media for our Instagram account. And, uh, thanks again to the MLB for sending me there. Um. It was it was a it was a great time. I will preface this by saying um I did throw up when I got back home. It was uh just, wow. a, just an overwhelming Word. amount of food. And I did have a few beers as well. So I think that was just a a tough combination for my stomach. Um, but I will say, like, there's so essentially, for those who are unfamiliar with the Food Fest, they try to have each team in the MLB uh give their best uh, ballpark food and they, you know, go on tour and they share it to the people um, so they can try it for those who, you know, can't make it to the ballparks of, you know, of, of different, of different teams. And so there are about 32 items. There are some international items as well from Japan, London, and Mexico. And I, I, I want to say just off the top, no disrespect to the MLB or to the ballparks in general, but everything was baseline fine. The baseline for every food item was fine because there was a lot of fries or sandwiches and, you know, they got to make them in bulk and they're making, you know, there's just a tray of chicken that they're putting with bread and stuff. And so for the circumstances that they were under, it was great from an actual food perspective. It was, it was all generally fine, but I have some highlights for you, House, that I know you'll uh, you'll enjoy as uh, as well. Just hearing me describe them Um
0: well, I mean, I have to tell you, it's not this may be the first time that inside of the first three minutes of the show, a guest has come on and talked about uh, puking after the, <laughs> their their eating experience. So kudos to you on on that honor. Um, but I, I and I understand, I mean, for all, all the culinary comrades out here, this is Major League Baseball. Taking representations from all the stadiums across this great land of ours. Mm -hmm, Yep, and you know, trying to let everybody go ahead and get a bite. They give kind of half portions, and you can tackle it however you you might want to tackle it. I mean, if you want to try and eat uh, a a bite or two from each of the thirty places, go nuts. If you want to pick five things, you know, you want to do the the Pacific, uh, you know, the 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 California teams do that. If you want to do you know, you you can you can uh, make make it your own kind of thing. What was your strategy, shown You? Well, the
1: the strategy going in was just eat as much as I can and try as much as everything. And you know, my whole mindset was do it for the content. You know, just try to eat as much for the content. And you know, it's something. Uh, it's a it's a, like a low key model of the site. Just do it for the content. And what I should have done is just sampled everything and had a few bites of each thing. Uh, instead my hubris, uh, took hold and I tried to finish everything just cause I was extremely hungry going into it. The last time I ate was like one o'clock. And so eight hours of not eating, I had a few beers heading into it and I was very prepared to eat as much as humanly possible. Um, and on that front, I think I succeeded. I, would I have liked to try to have tried more items just from a sample standpoint? Totally. But, um, I, I, I guess I can't have any regrets. I think I had about 14 of the 32 items. Um, okay. And dessert.
0: I obviously had to, that's, had to make that's room for dessert. pretty good. Yeah. Now, as you uh, selected the 14 that you were able to to try, was there any method to your madness? Like, you know, how did you prioritize?
1: You know, there were like double ups on grilled cheeses. There were some, there were multiple fry dishes, like French fry related dishes. And so I was just trying to get things that I knew I would be interested in that would, you know, mesh with the flavors that I like and things that I was like, oh, I've never seen this before. I'd like to try it. You know, the Mariners had their toasted grasshopper and yep. I've never had grasshopper in my life. And I was like, I might as well just try it here. Um, and again, it was fine. It was, you know, it was doused in lime as they, as they recommended. And I guess that's just for, to avoid people gagging on the spot. But um, yeah, there were a whole plethora of different types of things, you know, the Rockies had uh, Rocky Mountain oysters, which was uh, which sure. was something, and, and that was you know pretty tasty. But yeah, I try to go to things that I didn't want to like a Philly cheesesteak. You know, I've had a Philly cheesesteak. I don't want to waste my stomach on that. Or uh, if there's two grilled cheeses. I'll pick one. You know, and I tried to base it off that. But yeah, I was kind of just going all over and seeing where the the smells would take me.
0: That that makes sense. Okay, I appreciate that. Uh, so let's go ahead and, 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 get into it. Um, let's do a couple highlights and then I want to hear about the very best thing that you ate. All
1: right. All right. I'll save the best things for, for, for the last, um, the, the Boston Red Sox, um, had a hot lobster roll that I, oh. um, it caught my eye and I was like, okay, uh, I haven't had a lobster roll in a while. And, you know, I'm looking at the picture now and it was on a, like a quarter size of Italian roll and the lobster chunks were pretty good and pretty big. And, um, surprising to have lobster at a, an event like this in a lobster roll and it being, you know, satisfactory, you know,
0: well, uh, now when, when you say a hot lobster roll, are we just talking about like knuckle meat and, and butter, uh, a little
1: bit of herbs, slight sneeze okay. seasoning and some onions, uh, and, and bread. And so different from, uh, you know, the lobster rolls of that most people are accustomed to, I believe.
0: Yeah, right. With the 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 cold serve sort of cold with a mayonnaise or right. celery or, you know, right. some kind of, a, a, you know, base like that. Um,
1: so that was that was pretty good. Uh, there was a fat rooster is what they called in the Cleveland Indians. Um, this is from them. And it was essentially a fried chicken sandwich with coleslaw, little provolone cheese on a on a pretty dense roll. But um, that was pretty tasty. It had the, you know, chipotle mayo. Just your general spicy chicken sandwich with some coleslaw on it. But they had waffle fries that came with it. And they were um, incredible. The crisp on the waffle fries, I was blown away by it. I know it was just like a secondary part of this fat rooster. But I was really impressed by that. Um, Shout out to the Cleveland Indians. And um, so another dish is I'm a a big Yankee fan house. I don't know if you know, but um, the best thing in Yankee Stadium from all my years of going is Lobel's Steak Sandwich which there's oh. there's only two or three stands in the stadium, but there's always a long line, and I'm always willing to wait an inning, two innings, to get these steak sandwiches. And they happened to have them at the event. Obviously not as good um, as it would be in Yankee Stadium, but it was still very strong. It was, you know, essentially like um, a big chunk of steak already dipped in the au jus. So it was almost like a French dip, but with, uh, you know, kind of like a thicker bread that could hold... The juices of the meat, and for what the food fest was doing, I thought it sufficed. You know, it was, it was fine. It, it had the nostalgia factor for me. Um, obviously, I would totally recommend going to Yankee Stadium and getting actual LaBelle's steak sandwich. But this this sufficed for the meantime. You know,
0: yeah, absolutely, a, a reasonable facsimile, and gave you a little bit of that nostalgia kick. Yep, yep. And uh, so a couple other things:
1: um, your nationals had the original half smoke all the way which was yep. uh heavy to say the least but delicious nonetheless
0: Yeah okay good I'm glad to hear it
1: Yeah you know with the chili dog on top the smoked yes. sausage and the onions I thought that was um that kind of slowed me down that uh you know the chili really you know
0: put a, put some weight into my stomach well, that's one. I mean, that's a real belly burner. Totally, like you're not. You you can't eat a whole one of those. <laughs> no, no adult can really eat one of those. Nobody like you. You either have to be all the way drunk already right. to consume <laughs> one of those, or you know, uh, willing to be patient with your drinking, um, because the only way you can e- easily consume that thing is with, with beer. Like it has to be a giant beer. Like you're it's a bite and a sip and a bite and a sip and a bite and a sip to put out the fire it, of it, all that heavy oh, it, uh, ac- acidic uh mishmash. Now it's I mean, every bite is an electric bite when it's done properly, but you know, it's it's straight fire. Yeah, right, I mean, in, I, right I, down the gullet.
1: I could imagine that being a two to three inning type meal. You know, you're spending right. the course of a game chowing down and and the like you mentioned, the patience with the all
0: the way. That's right. Okay, so that, that's pretty good. I'm glad to hear that that the Nats made the list at least. Yeah, it was uh, it was very solid. Um, uh, there was a you know a bunch of pulled
1: pork sandwiches, nachos, and all the regular ballpark foods. But um, uh, uh, one of the highlights was a, a dessert dish, and it was the Arizona Diamondbacks churro dog. And oh. seeing seeing the sign for the churro dog, I was like, oh, I guess this is like a weird hot dog churro bread kind of hybrid when in fact it was uh like a piece of hot dog bread with a churro inside of it a scoop of ice cream and whipped cream covered in fudge and caramel and so I I didn't eat Mm -hmm. the churro with the bread I I feel like that was a bit of overkill for all the bread I've eaten up until that point but the churro was very crisp um and the ice cream and the caramel fudge pairing was was solid It it was a great capper uh, for all the food I'd eaten. And that's probably what set me over the edge.
0: Now, uh, is that, is that, are we calling that the number one thing that you ate? In this no, experience? I have, I, I
1: have two things for you that, uh, oh. are by far in a way, the best things I've had at the food fest and one, uh, Los Angeles angels of Anaheim. They had a Kung Pao chicken drumstick drumsticks, Which are essentially just wings um, with a nice, you know, tangy kind of Asian dressing. It was almost like a spicy barbecue sauce. Yes. You know, it was just good wings. And, you know, for all the crazy things happening with all these different dishes, like, it was just nice to get a grounded foundational dish that was done well. Nice, crisp, good seasoning, solid. Um, Perfect. And then the other thing, which surprised me, was the first thing I ate, and I got two. I, I got this twice. Um, Japan's uh, serving their dish uh, for the food fest was Japanese curry, and I wow. love I love Japanese curry. And I was yes. like, I was like, I'd be you know, it seems a little crazy to get curry at a food fest, but it was quite delicious. It was uh, it was like a beef curry um, with a, with a side of rice, mm-hmm. and it was super savory but not overwhelming. You weren't like You weren't, like, after three bites in being like, oh, this is too salty. It was just the right level um, with some nice pickled onions. And that surprised me the most because I was, like, I was expecting this to be bad. And it, you know, definitely exceeded my expectations. I got it a second time after um, dish 13 or 14, and I 100% regret doing that. Uh, But I was just, you know, my mind was like, this curry was so good. I can't leave without having another... Try of it, and I I totally should have just left it at the at the one.
0: Well, you know, look, this is this is uh, you you don't do this for a living, so we can excuse <laughs> you know we can excuse a, a an oversight, a misstep, uh, and and it was really your your belly talking to you. It led you there. This is outstanding belly listened. sourcing. Well, what, here here's the thing. Uh, I I do want to let folks know why it is that you're eating a dish uh, of of Japanese origin. In addition to uh, all the ballpark uh, cuisine here domestically, uh, Major League Baseball also included an item from uh, Mexico because uh, some some games are going to be played in in Mexico. Correct. Uh, they they are they started off the season in in Tokyo this year uh, overnight, yep. and uh, I think there's a game or two in London this year, right? If I'm not mistaken. Uh, and in fact, the other two destinations for Major League Baseball Food Fest in 2019. London, England this summer. So oh, wow. I, maybe we have to c- come up with a reason to, to go over. And then they're going to do one in New York as well uh, later this fall. And if I don't make it to London, then I'm going to make it up to, to New York. But I'm glad to have this this preview from he from you. And hearing you begin and end your meal with a Japanese curry is is kind of inspirational. Now, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I didn't get an opportunity to sit all the way through the... Um, the ringer Instagram feed. Are there pictures of this Japanese curry somewhere? Yeah,
1: I can uh, I can send them over to you. Uh, it, it looks unassuming on the picture. You know, it's just like a, a side of brown rice, pickled onions and just the slop of like stew. But, um, you know, inside the curry were um, diced potatoes, onions and some other veggie that really, you know, helped the dish as a whole. And it was it was like a good it was a good curry and just a big hot pot. And I was more or less like, well, this hot pot's just going to be sitting here, and so it's either going to—with curry, you know, it gets better over time, so I was like, I'm going to come yeah. back. It's probably going to taste a little better, and um, I was a little bit overconfident in myself. I, I I was a little bummed I didn't try London's outing, which is the fish and chips with mushy peas. I, I love fish and chips. Mm. Uh, Mexico had mm. a, a, a Sultans de Monterey, a, a monster dog, which I didn't try either, but— um, I think the inter- doing the international things, like you mentioned, is a, is a really nice addition to the food fest.
0: Well, and I I I'm here for you. I I will I will uh, pick up where you left off and and try those other uh, you know diverse offerings from from other wa- walks of life. And in the meantime, we will have on our Instagram feed at the House of Carbs your handiwork. Uh, we'll limit it to just the experience there at, at food fest. We won't have any pictures from your experience back at your apartment, uh, afterwards. <laughs> we don't need God. any aftermath pictures, but we'll, we'll, you know, we'll capture the day for, for all the hungry homies. And then, you know, if you happen to be in London this summer, or, uh, maybe it's a little easier to get to New York, you can look forward to this food fest, uh, that major league baseball is putting on job. Well done by you, Sean, you thank you house. Thanks for having me on. It was uh, it was a pleasure to be here. Yeah uh, I'm 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 happy to have you on and look anytime you you uh, tackle a challenge like this you should feel free to hit me up for for advice I have a couple of thoughts my man Man I was hoping to get
1: some of your advice we were hoping to do this video with you and Roger but the you know Roger's whole bread thing and I believe you weren't in town that that day but um yeah I mean I witnessed firsthand you you eating at the when we were doing the Caesar's buffet and yeah, I mean, I should have, I should have asked the pro it, it's totally on me. And, and I, I deserve to throw up, you know?
0: Well, <laughs> I'm not <laughs> chastising you. I'm just, I'm just offering, I, I, I'm not scolding you. You, you had your experience. It ended how it ended. And that, 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 that's wonderful. I'm in town next week. We'll get together. Maybe we'll have a meal, but we won't have 14 dishes. Okay. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Thanks again. Alex. All right. Thanks. Thanks Sean. You. Boom, there we go. Thanks to the homie, Sean Yu. He really gave up his guts for Best Thing I Ate this week. You got to admire it. Before we talk to Juliet and get into some food news, quick word from our friends at Uni Pizza Oven. The average American, my taste buds, will eat 46 slices of pizza this year. Uni revolutionized outdoor cooking with the world's first portable wood-fired pizza oven. So you can get restaurant quality pizza in your own backyard. The key to making great pizza at home is heat uni ovens heat to 932 degrees fahrenheit giving you the crispy outer and the chewy inner crust they have three distinct models the coda the uni 3 and the uni pro the coda is compact and ready right out of the box with instant gas ignition you can get hot and ready pizza in 15 minutes. It's stylish, portable, and great for small outdoor spaces. The Uni 3 heats in 10 minutes, and the Uni Pro makes larger pizzas. My culinary comrades, your Uni is not just for amazing pizzas. You can also use it for perfectly seared steaks and vegetables. Too, I have one of these at my house here in the Washington, DC area. I have a perfect place for it on my back porch. For all of the hosting that I intend to do this summer, there will be pizza. There will be steaks. And I'm psyched to get this sucker fired up to 930 degrees and watch some beautiful pepperoni. I like the thick cut pepperoni. A little pepperoni and a little basil. That's the first pizza that's coming out in my uni. It's going to be delicious. Go to uni.com and enter code HOC. For ten percent off your purchase, that's o o n i dot to get your Ooni Coda, your Uni Three, or your Uni Pro. Enter H O C at checkout for ten percent off your purchase. Enjoy fast, free shipping on all orders over one hundred bucks. O o n i dot code H O C. Today's show also brought to us by our good pals at Zip Recruiter taste buds. Hiring used to be hard. Multiple job sites, stacks of resumes, a confusing review process. But today hiring can be easy and you only have to go one place to get it done. That's ziprecruiter.com slash carbs. With their powerful matching technology, Zip Recruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers, that's 80%, who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. That's fast. Right now, House of Carbs listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free At this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash carbs. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash C-A-R-B-S. ZipRecruiter.com slash carbs. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. As you know, my taste buds, we are doing Food News Month in Review, which means... The whole month of April is in our rearview mirror, which means that Juliet Littman is here with a glorious menu of food news.
2: Hey, man!
0: Wow, so good to hear your voice.
2: It's great to hear yours. House, how have you been?
0: Well, I just feel like you know uh, I've been great. Uh, I've been doing a lot of eating, a lot of traveling. I've been to New York a couple times. Me too. Uh, for my real for my real job, you know, I, I should have reached out to you, but I'm, I'm like up there for 12 hours. I'm up there for 16 hours. It wasn't really a kind of experience where I could sit down and just let my hair down a little bit. Were you there um, last week? I was.
2: Oh my God. So was I, why don't you, why don't you only text me?
0: T- Tuesday night. Okay. fine. Like I, I was available to eat starting at nine 15 Tuesday evening. Okay, cool. I mean,
2: Tuesday night at nine fifteen. I probably was tired. I don't think I was available to you.
0: <laughs> and I was in Midtown, which is you know a, f- a food desert As for the most part. It, that
2: is true. I actually um, was having a meeting someone for coffee, and he had to be in Midtown, like near Rockefeller Center. And I was like, I was just like, there's nowhere we can go near there. So I'm gonna I'm gonna have to ask you to come to the Time Warner Center, which is also like not <laughs> ideal, but is but is acceptable. Of course, there's a new Momofuku there, so. Among, yes. among many other things that actually are good, but I will say Midtown. Yes. Food desert. Not great.
0: Yeah. I like, there's an Italian place fresco by Scotto that, um, Bill Simmons adores because of their chicken parm. And of I, course. I love it. It's been there forever. And I know all the people that go in there. And, uh, I stayed at a hotel with, uh, Jeffrey a and restaurant called oh. the national. That's um, cool. And yeah, and that, and that was, it's like an American bistro, uh, the, the, they had an incredible burger there. So, you know, burger, burger and a martini and I'm all set. I I did that times two and then went to bed.
2: I mean, that sounds like a great night.
0: Yeah, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like I'm in New York. I, I have to eat for, for not for pleasure, but for function, uh, and be ready, you know, the next day for, for all the entanglements of, of real world stuff. Sure. You know, sometimes it's, it's, it's two martinis and two burgers in bed.
2: <laughs> that sounds amazing. Two martinis and two burgers. I love it.
0: <laughs> That's my midtown meal.
2: <laughs> I mean, that sounds great. It's very Don Draper of you.
0: Oh, I, I should have had some oysters.
2: Yeah. <laughs> great stuff. Great, great stuff.
0: Speaking of great stuff, are there stories? How is April's story in terms of stories? The
2: first one's a heartbreaker. I think it's gonna hit you hard. I think.
0: Uh-oh. Yeah.
2: This comes from Boston.com, the Boston Globe the headline is, I think Kyle's going to be upset too. Friendlies closes 23 more locations in the Northeast, including in Massachusetts. I love Friendlies.
0: I love Friendlies too. Kyle, you might as well say, it. friend-
2: <laughs> it's very upsetting. It, I love Friendlies. Yeah.
0: You might, the headline might as well be Friendlies closes up Joe house's, you know, college experiences yeah. and, 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 you know, <laughs> puts them out in the dumpster behind the building.
2: Did you go to Friendly's for the food or for the ice cream or both?
0: There, there that's not a, there's no difference between those two <laughs> things, Julia, especially in college. They're, they're one and the same. You know what tastes delicious? What? Fried clams. Fried clams in 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 a uh, strawberry frip.
2: Oh yes, oh, that's that, that's that's the taste of summer to me. Because as oft discussed on this podcast, I like to go to New England in the summer, and that's just like the taste of of the misty July air. Ugh. I'm so
0: sad. That's it. I know. <laughs>
2: Here's what was said. I'm- After months-long evaluation and careful consideration, we've decided to close 23 corporate-owned restaurants effective immediately, CEO George Michelle said in the letter. While this was a tough decision, we are confident it will best position the brand for a bright future. The other locations that are closing, in, in addition to the ones in Massachusetts, there are 14 restaurants in upstate New York, three in Connecticut, two in New Hampshire, and one in Maine. This is widespread and honestly truly upsetting. I'm very sorry to everyone who's lost their job. And I just, I love friendlies. How horrible.
0: I know. Fribble. I call, what did I call it? I, I, I almost said it wrong. I said a frip. I, I knew what I was talking about. Strawberry fribble. Um, <laughs> let, Let's move on. This is, it's, a it's, I don't like, uh, you know, my youth getting shut down.
2: Okay, we'll move on then. I just wanted to talk about it. Um, well,
0: okay, RIP friendlies and RIP the fribble.
2: RIP indeed. Okay, off to a different region, the Midwest. This is, this is from wearegreenbay.com. <laughs> Appleton restaurant prohibits unsupervised middle school students after repeated misbehavior. A Fox Cities restaurant is no longer allowing middle school students unsupervised inside its premises after they say some kids have consistently misbehaved there. Tom's drive-in and Appleton has a sign posted on its door that reads... Middle school students, due to mistreatment of Tom's Drive-In's property, guests, and staff, you are no longer allowed inside of the building without parental supervision. For those who did not cause any of the incidents, we are sorry for this inconvenience. You may still purchase food through the walk-up window. The store's manager says the mandate was put in place months ago after attempts of asking the kids to curb their behavior failed. The behavior included vandalism, like a booth that students carved into. The students also made large messes in the restaurant and bathroom, yelled profanities in the restaurant, including at the district manager, fought with customers, stole soda, drew genitalia with Sharpie markers, and tattooed each other with <laughs> pen, and pen ink, and needles, leaving blood and napkins everywhere. It's just like everything that a middle schooler could do wrong, they seem to have done at Tom's uh, drive-in
0: um, are you sure that this isn't from the onion I mean is this an onion are you doing are you guys this a prank on me
2: as far as I can tell this is from the local news station WFRV
0: like the the, the story the headline of the story it could be the sun comes up in the east you know, <laughs> know. like a breaking news the sun comes up in the east and if it's summer uh, it'll be hot and like they're middle schoolers. I know. It's not middle schoolers being bad. It's middle schoolers being middle schoolers. <laughs> and the all of the description here is so polite. It's like got all of that Midwest sensibility. Well, we really tried. We wanted the kids to be good, darn it. And we wanted them to come enjoy, you know, uh, their afternoon treats. But the kids just would not behave. They couldn't curb their behavior. Curb their behavior? Curb your behavior. Middle schoolers. <laughs> of course they were. Of course, they were carving dicks on tables. Like what? What do you want? It was middle They schoolers. use profanity. They just learned the words. They're 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 they they are they can not wait to use those words.
2: I'm truly but sad for exactly the kids. What... I'm sad for the kids. Where do they go now? I mean, this sounded like it was a semi-safe place for them. I want to say one thing not listed here: doing drugs. So that's positive, you know. I will. Th- I'm disturbed by the tattoos and the the needles used, or like like the. Like the bloodletting that went on. That's not that's not cool.
0: Uh, I mean, you know, we—we we, we, I have to see it. I have to see more more. more. I need more info. I, I need more info on the bloodletting uh, <laughs> component of all of it. But like otherwise, it sounds like middle schoolers being middle schoolers. And you know where they're going to go? McDonald's. I know. That's where they're going to go. I know. Or, or, you know, whatever the fast food is like we used to do. You know, you ride your bike, we would go to 7-Eleven, we would steal candy, get back on our bikes, you know, pay for one candy and then empty our pockets of the 10 candies we stole, you know, maybe ride over to to, uh, uh, McDonald's, order a uh, a soft serve ice cream, spread all the candies out and say bad words and get frowned upon. Of course. (laughs) Of
2: course. I used to go to a 24 hour diner. That was great. So that's why i'm yeah. sad for them i know how important this is also i'm looking at the toms drive-in menu as we speak their sides look really good they have cheese curds onion rings mozzarella sticks like i'm it's making me hungry
0: it sounds like it might be like too good for this pastime
2: you know i, I, I think i, mean? I love like tom's. It's too good of a restaurant yeah <laughs> it kind of seems like sonic if it was like a local chain and not always dirty i just think sonic's oh. always dirty <laughs>
0: Oh, no, I don't. I don't. Don't Now I have to get that image out of my head. Sorry. I don't want to think of Sonic ever under any circumstances. Quick break here with a serious tip from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. My taste buds, I know it can be a little frustrating, especially if you're in a hurry or running late to find yourself at a railway crossing waiting for a train the signals are going, the train's not there yet, you feel a little tempted to try and sneak across the tracks. Well, my friends, don't ever try this. Trains are often going a lot faster than you expect them to be, and they cannot stop. Even if the engineer hits the brakes right away, it could take a train over a mile to stop. And by that time, what used to be your car is just a crushed Bunk of metal and what used to be you well it, it, it might look like what ended up on Sean Yu's floor better not to think about that the point is you can't know how quickly the train will arrive the train can't stop even if it sees you the result is not pretty it can be disaster the, if signals are on the train is on its way and you just need to remember one thing stop because trains can't Okay, moving on.
2: <laughs> Are you ready? This is from USA Today. I'm ready. This I'm, is a, this is a shocker. Wait. This is a true shocker. It's from USA Today. USA Today published the results of a study in which they found out that gluten is found in 32% of food labeled gluten-free. Can you believe it, House? Uh,
0: well, I I do believe it uh, because the, the, the labeling thing the incentives to get all that right and the true understanding of the ingredients, anything that's that's produced in a mass kind of, of of manner means that mistakes are gonna be made. I I'm concerned because, you know, while there is this uh instinct that that's become kind of a there's a, a stigma a food fad yes, yeah, so there's a stigma yeah, attached to that, to that you're
2: like difficult or something like that.
0: But people who are who have celiac can't eat gluten and and then you know they they can't process it so it makes them physically sick so right. it, one out of every 3 32% that's one one out of every 3 items that they're encountering has the potential to make them sick people who have celiac i don't like that
2: i know actually i have two two things related to that one is a personal anecdote i was recently like having a breakfast with someone and um like we got special bread and like the bread can was gluten free. And I was like, is this diet? I was like really rude and dismissive. And I was like, is this dietary or, or like, are you actually allergic? Like I was like really rude about it. And I had no idea. It could have actually been an allergy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm you know, a bad person. Had genuinely diagnosed. It was, I mean, our, our mutual pal, our good friend who's been on, on house of carbs, talking about his experience. Uh, Eric Rydholm, yeah. found out late, late in life that he ha- suffered from celiac disease. He didn't know. I know for years and years he's eating and f- just feeling bad and not knowing, you know, why. He didn't make that link until he was, you know, a grown ass man.
2: I know. Well, I will say this article in USA Today, responsible as they are, begin. You know, it's about a woman who felt sick because she ordered what she thought was gluten free food at a restaurant. It wasn't, and she had celiac disease. This is, this is interesting. What else the article says is um, the biggest offenders were pizza and pasta with gluten found in 53.2% of pizza samples and 50.8 of the pasta, 50.8% of the pasta they tested. The detection rate was higher at dinner, 34%, than at breakfast. Restaurant foods labeled gluten-free or GF were less likely to test positive for gluten in the western part of the U.S. and in the northeast, which I find fascinating. And restaurants identified as fast casual, e.g. no table service, higher quality food, and casual table service had lower detection rates than fast food places. Um, no particular places were referenced by name, but this is kind of, this is a damning. I mean, shout out to the West Coast, way, way, way more uh, tolerant of people's food needs, I suppose.
0: Well, and, and you know, kind of not surprising to hear that anecdote. The uh, Just the, the, the basic interest in and, and uh, diet-driven focus on ingredients has always been more prevalent on, on the West coast than on the East coast. I mean, that's reputational. Uh, and most like, you know, the diet kind of changes that, that, that we experience on the East coast have are all arriving here from the West coast.
2: It's true. It's true.
0: I'm going to, I mean, that's a gross overgeneralization, but I defy somebody to come up with a, (laughs) you know, something, a diet trend that started on the East coast and then made its way out to the California. (laughs) <laughs> Everything starts in California when it comes to the food.
2: That's true. And relatedly, I have a wine story for you, though it's not about California; it's about France. Are you ready?
0: Oh, New- I, li- I like wine from the New I York Post like French wine.
2: Board, a Bordeaux fire destroyed thirteen million dollars worth of wine in France. A blaze. Oh no! I know a blaze at a warehouse. Is this all
0: bad news this month? I'm sorry. I thought we had good news this month.
2: I'm really sorry. I, I was picking from the menu of stories that Kyle provided, and I guess I was just drawn to all the dark ones.
0: <laughs> you're in a you're in a mood. I'm I mean, in a mood. It's the spring showers. We haven't had May flowers yet. We have April showers. Pro- We're ready for some May flowers well, next month, well, Juliet.
2: We'll end on a positive note, I promise.
0: Well, I want to hear about this Bordeaux fire. It's <laughs> okay. going to make me cry.
2: A blaze at a warehouse in the vaunted winemaking region in Southwest France incinerated $12.9 million worth of wine on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, that was Tuesday, April 16th, I think.
0: Son of a bitch.
2: At least two million bottles of wine and spirits were destroyed and 80 employees were evacuated when the fire broke out of the Bordeaux warehouse. Roughly 60 firefighters spent 15 hours fighting the raging blaze, but were unable to save a significant amount of booze, which belonged to wine producer Sovax. Bordeaux is the largest wine producing region in France, primarily known for its red varieties. The region produces some of the most expensive and coveted wines in the world. It's really quite sad
0: well i'm I'm do they they don't have an explanation for how the fire started what was the culprit was the
2: fire reportedly broke out in the warehouse's ceiling causing the roof to collapse and ignite the pallets below
0: oh yeah and there's nothing about like the actual production of wine that necessarily has a heat element associated with right. it where it would make things you know at risk of of flammable because a lot of it is flammable you know yeah it's, it's uh uh Wood barrels of various vintages. They're old. They're dry.
2: I know, I know. Um, this and also this happened the day after the Notre Dame fire. It's so sad.
0: Oh wow, France. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure which one I'm sadder about. I know
2: they're both they're they're both terrible. Apparently, it could take forty years. I'm just years. making a
0: joke. I don't. Nobody, I, don't come at me.
2: Oh, sure. That didn't even phase me. I'm like, yeah, they're both bad. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and apparently it could take forty years to f- to fix this fire, which is also really sad right,
0: yeah, right. I, I mean, how you can't reproduce thirteen million dollars worth of unbelievable Bordeaux I know holy 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 cow.
2: I know Heartbreaking. man it truly is so,
0: look, how about this? The cathedral's going to be rebuilt by the way before they get this Bordeaux replaced.
2: That's true. That's true. There's a more urgency and emphasis around the cathedral, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Well, I wish they would take some of that money and send it to Flint, Michigan, but who am I?
2: Oh, agreed. Okay. Last lastly, well, I don't I don't know. I, I'm gonna be honest. Kyle didn't give me a lot of positive stories. i try to give you a positive one. Oh, my God. Kyle. It. Give me a
0: Mayflower. Give me a Mayflower.
2: <laughs> okay, let me see here. Um. Mm, this is just kind of funny. We'll just do this one. This is from Canada. This is from the CBC. A hamburglar strikes again. Feasts on $2,000 in meals using customers' McDonald's app. I mean, that's mean because someone hopefully did not pay $2,000, but... (laughs) A mysterious Quebec hamburglar has struck again, racking up more than $2,000 worth of meals at different McDonald's in Montreal. This time, an unsuspected Toronto tech writer got stuck with the bill. I was panicked because that's a lot of money, managing editor Patrick O'Rourke of Mobile Syrup said. The fraudster pulled off the fast food scam by infiltrating his McDonald's mobile app, which was linked linked to his debit card. The scammer then used the app to order more than 100 meals for pickup between April 12th and 18th. The smorgasbord included McFlurries, Big Macs, Chicken McNuggets, and poutine. Okay, so House, that's basically seven days. And that means that it's like 14 meals per day. So presumably he's buying for other people as well, this scammer, but completely insane.
0: Um, I was hoping as you were telling the story that this was this that there was like a computer genius responsible for this, and that what this this culprit was doing, what the hamburglar was doing was grabbing five or six bucks from uh, you know, uh eight hundred people or nine hundred people. Um and and you know just basically stealing a a, a a whatever a value meal you know hamburger large fries coke from from a couple hundred couple few hundred people I I'm, I was bummed to hear that it was one person I know who got stuck with that. a I mean they, come on Hamburglar. if you have the the capacity the ability to tap into to crack one person's thing. Be a little more sort of judicious and equitable. In fact, I bet if if it was a five or six dollar thing, you get away with it a lot longer rather than oh, just punishing sure. one person. And there's nothing you can do with a week's worth of McDonald's food. It really has to be eaten immediately after you purchase it. There's no staying power. There's no lasting, uh, uh, you know, leftovers from McDonald's. Right?
2: Yes. There's of course that's got to go quickly. Also, this guy McDonald's was like, "Deal with your credit card, man. We're not giving you the refund," which is even worse. What I know, well, I guess they're
0: well. Is, they provided the food. This is they not a Mayflower. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, I wonder if if you know if the person that was the the victim of this uh, was able to prove that the app had had some hackability. But maybe that's not it. Maybe it was just the person's credit card. I'm hopeful hope
2: he'll get his money back. That's the, that's one of the good things with using a credit card is you get the money back.
0: So it, that's it, true. It it's a great point. Gave
1: him the money, but McDonald's was the, yeah. like, nothing
2: to help. I know McDonald's. Come on, work on your app and it, and give refunds.
0: And it's only two thousand bucks in the grand scheme for McDonald's. What about the PR thing? There, I know.
2: You know I, mean? I mean, that's like that's like, like less than point one, far less than one point one percent of their revenue. Far less, and you
0: don't want to make light of a Hamburglar, but like I'm pretty sure Hamburglar is on brand McDonald's.
2: I I know I McDonald's. What what you doing? W Y D as the kids
0: say? W Y D. What you doing? Come on, McDonald's. (laughs) Well, Juliet, I mean, we 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 had a whole bunch of April showers there. I'm I'm hopeful that 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 May. Let's let's find some happy stories. Let's find you know uh, people. Uh, walking into a fountain of champagne house. Let me, and, let me just you know.
2: do one more, one more just to make please. you happy.
0: Okay. Good. Okay. Good. This, please, is, not, please, this please is from do. the
2: daily Mail. Pizza sends pregnant woman into labor.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Now we're talking <laughs> a
2: restaurant chain on the West coast, which I've not heard of called skipolini has six, lo- six locations in California and Nevada all of which sell an appropriately named Prego Pizza that allegedly sends women straight into labor. It started in 1981 when an uncomfortably pregnant woman wandered into Schipolini's Clayton location and jokingly demanded a pizza that would make her overdue baby head out. In response, the manager made her a pie with just about every topping in the house, salami, pepperoni, sausage, ham, ground beef, mushroom, parmesan cheese, oregano, linguica, black olives, bell peppers, onions, and garlic with marinara and a melted mozzarella on a thick crust. And the whole thing was more than four pounds. That's gross. Legend has it, the woman's water broke as soon as she got home from the restaurant after the meal. So now, the pizzeria's website, there are nearly 100... According to the pizza's website, there are 150 documented success stories with this pizza, newborn photos, and all. So, House, if you know any woman trying to go into labor? Send her to Skipolini's.
0: Well, I have to keep that in mind. I I, <laughs> I I don't think I'm having any more kids, at least none that I'm aware of. But you know, maybe uh, uh, at the ringer. This is something that that uh, you know, as 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 ringer women, um, you know, re- reach this this opportunity to start. Bringing little ones into the world, uh, it's good to know that this pizza place exists. <laughs> I do like that this is a, an uplifting story about bringing life into uh, the world. Life into the world. It's appropriate for spring. I will say though, is it does it surprise you that like did you hear all those ingredients? Yeah, that baby like, wants the hell away from all of like that. It's like all the heartburn. It's
2: like so much heartburn that your body just like it, it, you know rejects it, and that means the baby It's comes on out. fire. Yeah. It's like oh,
0: there's a fire coming towards me. Let me get out of here. <laughs> exactly. Here comes the fire. Exactly. It's like a, you know, it's like Drogon. It's a Game of Thrones dragon, nice uh, in, in pizza form. You know, coming straight, or straight at us, it's, and you can't hide behind a, 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 a pile of whites like Jon Snow.
2: <laughs> Agreed, House. That's now truly all I have for you.
0: <laughs> I'm glad we ended on that uplifting note. <laughs>
2: Babies and pizza. Uh, we're gonna
0: have some. Some great stories in May and I look forward to seeing you next week. Let's let's have a bite and take a picture together. How about that? I'd love to. See you then. Thanks, Juliet. There we go, my culinary comrades. Hope you enjoyed that. Please pay attention to the Instagram. I will be in Los Angeles, California next week. We have a great show Coming up, I'm going to be with Danny Chow at the House of Carbs at Danny King Chow. There's going to be some eating going down Los Angeles style. Check us out. Hit us with any belly sourcing recommendations. If you think that Danny doesn't have the landscape covered, we're always open to great food tips. We appreciate the belly sourcing. Until next week, my hungry homies, let's stay hungry out there.